0: and we're recording i've had a very very dull couple weeks nothing's going on
1: well if, if yours has been dull let me tell okay. you about my life i got a got a new microphone okay again. all right all right uh the the microphone for this week is the pop voice it is a small lapel microphone that I have clipped kind of kind of near me. I am using a AirFly adapter, and this is a little Bluetooth adapter that you can use on airplanes, but it allows AirPods to connect to any headphone source. So I'm, I'm talking to you on the Pop Voice microphone. I'm hearing you through my AirPods, and I'm recording all of this on the iPad. So I have another little dongle that's called the Cable Creation. Uh, three and a half millimeter to USB-C adapter. So I have a, a sack of dongles here and this allows me to talk to you and, and record on the iPad. So that is pretty, pretty cool. cool. Now, what is, so what is the life.
0: advantage yeah. of doing this over hooking up a, you know, just, just the mic- microphone to your MacBook pro.
1: I am one step closer to recording a podcast. in mm, the habit. That makes sense. That's yep. the goal. That's it. Once that happens, like we've like, it's just peak yeah. awesomeness. Once I'm recording in a hammock, without like hearing dogs barking and wind and just things that would typically make outdoor recording uh, mm-hmm. messy. Uh, if I can avoid all of that and sit on the hammock, then life is good. I need like a tea holder or something. I need like a a table that I can. I still want to rock in the hammock, but I want to be able to be within arm's reach of a glass of tea. But because you're laying down, you can't really drink it because you can't tip it. So I need like some curly, like some curly straw mm-hmm. thing. Okay, I need to go on Amazon. <laughs> there you go.
0: So I was being uh, I was being <laughs> facetious right, when I said that nothing yeah. was going. Big yeah, it's a big word. Um, I have a new baby.
1: Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Her baby. name is
0: Amelia Kate. She was born on May 23rd, weighed eight pounds, 10 ounces, and came after about hmm, 20, 22 hours worth of labor. And that was that was a uh, interesting twenty two hours. Ended up going well, you know. Delivery wasn't that bad, relatively speaking. Um, and yeah, man, I'm I'm wrapped around her little finger. Not gonna lie.
1: How, how's everybody sleeping?
0: Um, it's hit or miss, honestly. I think Gin- well, Jenny is definitely. It's it's, it's kind of funny because as the mama, if that baby shifts a little bit, if she whimpers, if she makes the slightest sound. Mama's awake. Yeah. Daddy sleeps through most of it.
1: <laughs> you get in trouble yeah, for that.
0: Yeah. It's it's you know, Jenny has been very gracious. Um, but yes, I, I don't wake up as much. I can hear a cry and sleep th- through it entirely. I can hear a tiny bit and just, you know, inadvertently turn around to go back to sleep, not even realize it. But mama's on top of things. Yeah.
1: And because she's on top of things, you mm-hmm. have trust. So as the dad, if you do sleep through it, you know mama will take care Definitely. of it. Mama doesn't no. have that
0: trust for dad, <laughs> but you know she's a she's already smiling. Super yeah. cute! I saw a like
1: picture. That kid, yeah. she's
0: got a smile. She's got dimples. She's just she's overall a very happy kid. Like I said, she wakes up a couple times during the night, but overall, like that's pretty much it. She sleeps a lot. She eats a lot, and she likes to be held. But then it's really funny because come the evening, her introvert comes out, and she just wants to be to lay on the floor with her little toy that makes noise, and she just wants peace and quiet. For a couple hours, and then we can go back to being held.
1: (laughs) So I'm sure during during this crazy time with the pandemic and quarantine, that she has not met any family members yet. She's just been isolated. Just you, Mama, the baby. That would be ideal,
0: but no, that did not happen. (laughs) (laughs) We had um, between mostly just yeah, just family was just like, oh, we want to meet her, we want to meet her so bad. And now at the hospital was not allowed. Nobody was allowed to come. Um, so we took some time to just ourselves to be able to you know just chill together, become a little bit of a family, and then after that, family was was very very interested in meeting little little Amelia Kate, so they they got that opportunity. Oh, so and also things are starting to open up. That's awesome. Pretty regularly here at this point, we've reached phase two, um, so everything is pretty much open, but you know we still like to have our six feet. Tell me about All right, your puppy. Man.
1: Yeah, so um, last uh, podcast, I was saying that uh, we're still expecting to have the puppy in August to October. Um, we got an email from a breeder this morning asking us to call her. So then Megan freaked out. She's like, oh, we might get the puppy now. We, we, I'm like, just don't get your hopes up. Just, just call her. And so uh, we got a hold of her. And yeah, we're getting a puppy. Wait, 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 wait. Are you getting so, a puppy this Sunday? <laughs> we were never... Number- what? <laughs> yes, this Sunday, four days. So we... We were on the waiting list, and we were number five on the list of the last litter. And the litter was mm-hmm. born on Easter. And so we were number five, but uh, there were only four uh, four little puppies born. And we were number five, so we, were, we didn't get it. But number one on the list was trying to get a show dog. And this is a, like a special breeder who's like, I don't know, there's all this lineage papers. And this is a lot bigger deal than I thought it was. But it's not like Oklahoma puppies. Like, yeah. I, just, I want that one. Okay, here you go. We were number, we were number five on the list. But number one wanted the show dog, and uh, when the puppies were born. I guess they went through all of them, and that the teeth weren't perfect on this specific puppy. That that specific family is going to wait mm. until the next litter, and so they called us up. They're like. Are you flexible? <laughs> and if you know Megan, she's been planning for this since since before Easter. So we have everything. I mean, our I'm looking in our living room right now, and there's puppy toys and food and containers and boxes. And Megan's got it all figured out. The breeder knew that about Megan that she was really on top of things. So yeah, she got the, got the news today. We're gonna have Maisie. little Maisie.
0: Oh, that's adorable on Sunday,
1: <laughs> little Maisie. Well, cutie. If it was a boy, we were down to Wi-Fi as the name. So Wi-Fi for a boy, Wi-Fi, I like for the that. girl. I really want a Wi-Fi. Yep. A Little spunky. <laughs> a little Wi-Fi. A little that's Wi-Fi. cute. Oh yep. man. Well, Look congratulations,
0: fast. sir. That's gonna be a lovely. fun little adventure. Yeah.
1: No, but uh, your baby, man. That's everything's gonna change now. Like so, you have a a little mm-hmm. grace period right now. So for several months, everything's good, but then. When you go to go, you know, if you get takeout or you go eat out or something, you have to order food for That's one true. more little human. That's true. Yeah. Fortunately, they don't eat a lot. So if you get them something yep. bigger, you can have the leftovers. But uh, it might be soggy. Who knows? Everything's going to change, man. Like leaving the house to go. And you, I guess during quarantine is a good time for mm-hmm. you all because you don't have to leave very much. But once everything slows down, like just going to uh, going to the store requires an extra 30 minutes tacked on the front or end, and you had to bring an extra backpack full of stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, we've already kind of seen a that. A we've, we've had now. to leave twice now. Both mm-hmm. times, we ended up being 45 minutes later than I expected to be because of everything yes. that has yeah. to happen. I have to make sure the diaper bag is packed. We have to make sure baby, baby is clean. Does mama need to pump? Is mommy doesn't need to pump, is it time for baby to eat? Do we need to take care of that first? Uh, you know, there's just so many variables involved in making oh. sure that we can leave and leave successfully. Oh, does mama have a breastfeeding cover? You know, because we can't forget that because and and if she doesn't need a breastfeeding cover, do we have do we have formula inside <laughs> of the refrigerator that we can take? But do we where's the uh where's the little insulator thing so it doesn't get too hot, you know? So it's like it's a process. Yeah. I need a you gotta
1: have extra diapers and I you need a checklist.
0: Everything. Or yeah. you know, just to, just to leave the house.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when you have two kids, Oof. you double that. Like just our potty situation to go somewhere. And it's getting better now that they're getting older, but for a little while there. It was yeah, forty five minutes easy. It's as soon as one person's in the van ready. Oh vehicles too. Whatever cars you mm-hmm. have now, you'll need bigger. Like just whatever just you need, plus just one. plus one to it.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So well, you know, we're obviously going to take our time, but we, we really are enjoying being parents. But Jenny said when she was done, she was like, yeah, I can do that again. That wasn't bad. So, really?
1: Megan said the same thing. Like, you, you watch them in labor, and their their facial expressions, and, and the you you know the pain that they're going through. And then, like, the body just kicks in all these hormones and things, and they give the mom the little baby, and the mom's holding the baby, and they're like, right. I want That's more. The- so.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe what? in you know a couple of years we'll see another another baby barber. But for for now we're just gonna, you know, get used to being parents first. We took four years before we had our first one. So yeah, <laughs> yes sir. No, that's precious. All right, so let's talk about awesome. uh, let's talk about podcasting. Oh. Just to, you know, we we've kind of changed our our flow a little bit of how we do this, and you've kind of taken the lead on this. So I'm curious to to learn a little bit
1: more. Yeah. So up up until like right before like the week Mm -hmm. before you had your baby, Um, you were doing almost all of the work and it was on time and they were uh, edited and ready to go every Monday. I've been in charge for a good two weeks now. We haven't (laughs) recorded an episode. The previous episodes aren't edited and the show notes aren't done. So (laughs) I have some work to do. I am going to make some changes, but no, I'm I'm trying this, uh, this new iPad recording technique and, trying to do all of my yeah. workflow on the iPad pro so this is requiring some learning some figuring things out but overall mm-hmm. it's pretty pleasant I'm I'm trying to use anchor and so anchor is a podcasting platform that was purchased by Spotify and a spotify they, did. they just got Joe Rogan and they paid a lot they, they paid' are a investing lot. some money.
0: I'm a pretty big Joe Rogan listener, and I was following that when it happened. And I was kind of disappointed, honestly, just because of the fact that, you know, I don't like podcasts being behind a paywall, but there was a lot of money.
1: No, absolutely. But, yeah, just for everybody in general, now you have to decide, am I going to use Spotify? Am I going to use Apple Podcasts? Am I going to try to get open stuff? Am I just going to get YouTube? And so I've been been just looking at things, and uh, Guy Rambo from – the, the Apple community, he's always real big whenever there's new betas of new iOS versions or uh, exploits or things that have been uh, discovered. He, For some reason, I see his name everywhere. And every time that I, I've listened to him on podcasts or interacted with him in chat, he's always been just awesome. So he released a, an app, I guess it was like a month ago, and I found it this morning, and then I messaged him. I was like, this is awesome. Um, this app allows you to drag an MP3 or some type of podcast onto it. And then you drop a logo onto the, the app. It's a Mac app. It's mm-hmm. like 10 bucks or 20 bucks or something. And then it will generate a video 16 by nine aspect ratio and a little video with your audio soundtrack and with oh. the cover art as the video. And you can make the, the art pulse and, you know, do a couple of animations. But so I messaged him ask, asking him if, if he was planning to add waveforms because, I want some type of animation in the video video while we're talking. So every time our voice goes up or down, you'd see, I don't know, some like wave or something move across the, uh, you know, go up and down on the screen. And if he adds that, then I'm, I'm in, I'm going to convert all of our podcasts into videos and we'll still distribute them over Apple podcasts and Spotify and everything. Yeah. But I also want to put them on YouTube because YouTube is, that's it TJ. I mean, that's the place I, I, Like all this news and everything that's been happening lately, even for like the last six months, I watch YouTube and and get all of my information from YouTube way more than I do Mm -hmm. TV or radio or anything. It's my primary media source. And I have the YouTube premium or the the, the paid one where you pay 10 bucks a month and there's no commercials. Best investment ever. I, I get on my wife's devices and you go to YouTube just out of habit. I'll just see an ad or two right, like right in the middle of the video. Just Terrible. frustrating. I don't want to see that. So, I need yeah. to give that a shot. Loving YouTube. But yeah, this. Uh,
0: yeah, the premium. Cause I yeah, tried the, it. The I, think I, I believe I tried it on one account, but it was a long time ago. And I remember it being pretty nice because I could just like turn off my device, like put, let it go to sleep and still have audio. Um, it, it, it was pretty nice. Not gonna right. lie.
1: <laughs> yeah. YouTube, like they're owned by Google and they deliberately do things on the iPhone that, are not native. And so, like, for example, if I just make a a simple little app and I say I want this to have picture-in-picture and and AirPlay and all of these features, no problem, out of the box. The media player can handle it or the website can run it. It's easy, you get all these features. It it just runs great. But YouTube app doesn't. Like, they've deliberately disabled several things and part of it, and they, they enable it in Android, so I think part of it is being part of Google. There's incentives for them to have a better right. experience on, on Android. But it's just a shame that it's a monopoly. Like, no, I can't post a video or get video like this on Vimeo or Dailymotion. Is, I don't is think that even so. a thing anymore? I don't or think any so. Any of these other video sites.
0: That's one of the things I've been thinking about. Is, you know, I've, as I've talked about you know, for a long time, I've been moving away from Google services. You can't replace YouTube. You can't replace YouTube. And you really can't replace Google Photos. No. Like, those are the two that you're not
1: going to get rid of. Those are the two that I use. I, I have to use them. Uh, Google Photos, just for the, the search and just the, the timeline and the, the speediness. Like, if I have several hundred gigabytes of, of video or pictures, I can get, get to them in a second on Google Photos. I can search for a crane in, in yard cutting down tree or something, you know, really mm-hmm. specific, and it finds me those pictures. It's awesome. But uh, so I've been playing around with, with Anchor, trying to get this thing to uh, record. Everything's working great. I'm wanting to use the iPad, and I go to edit the podcast. Editing is very simple on Anchor. You hit a button, it shows the timeline of the audio clip, and then you just hit play. And then whenever you get to a spot that you want to clip, you just hit uh, you hit pause, you hit split, and it makes like a little bookmark. And then you hit play until you get to the point in the audio where you want to uh, stop cutting, and you hit you know pause again, and you you clip it. And so you make, you have these two little bookmarks before and after the area that you want to get rid of. And then you just touch it and then it pops up and says, do you want to delete this area or the segment? You say yes, and it's gone. So if we had a helicopter or there was a, you know, some something or like a, a period of time that we wanted to remove from the clip, it's very simple to remove it. My problem was I was using the iPad on iOS 13. And in iOS 13, Apple changed how they handle modals. Prior to 13, if you want to, in, as an iOS developer, you will present a view on top of the rest of the app. So if I wanted to present an editor on top of my, or if I'm in the music app and I want to present like the cover art and the play button and you know, that information on top of my list of songs, I, I would be presenting a view controller. And every version of iOS before 13, whenever you presented something it by default it went full screen. And iOS 13, when you'd present it, it would appear what we call it a modal, but it's like like a card hovering on top of the app. You still see everything behind it, but now you have this floating little window there. It looks awesome. It functions really good it's it just it, it's really cool. the The problem though, is on Anchor, they had their editor being presented in a modal. And there, there's a. I found a bug where if you took your finger and you drug down on the modal just a pixel, then the modal starts to uh, animate and starts to slide down the screen, and you have control. If I let go of my finger, it'll pop back into place. But the, the problem was when my finger, when I would drag it down, iOS 13 would tell the app, I'm going to close this modal, do whatever you need to do. An Anchor was hiding the save button. So if I was in the middle of editing, at any point, if my hand moved down just a slight, just a pixel, just barely drug it down instead of to the left or to the right, when I'm selecting these little uh, bookmarks to edit, the save button would disappear. So I would be 20 minutes into editing the podcast trying to be as accurate as I can. My hand slips, something happens, moves down just a, this, just the tiny spit, buttons removed, I can't save it. I'll lose all my work.
0: Yeah, that's horrible. That's
1: terrible. So as an iOS developer, I know exactly what's happening. It's, present, uh, it's uh, dismissing this this modal. You get this special event and I have all the method names and everything all already because I've done this before in other apps. I emailed the anchor support, not thinking this would be fixed at all. I I know these big companies, like they have a roadmap for this app and if one specific thing is broken for a small amount of users, it, it's at the lowest, it, it's probably never going to get fixed. They're focusing on much bigger things, especially if you're owned by Spotify, like making a, a special deal with a Joe Rogan podcast to do something special or, you know, that would be way more important than iOS 13 iPad landscape with this one thing. When you edit it, and you move your finger down at a pixel. So I, I contacted support. Immediately, I got a response back. The original email I sent them was very detailed, told them everything. They responded back saying, hey, can you fill up this form? So I said, okay. I copy pasted pretty much everything that I did in the previous email into the correct spots on the form, sent it back. They said, thanks. Um, we're going to escalate this. So I said, okay. That's so right. They escalated it. And they said, yep, that, that is indeed a, a, an issue. We appreciate the videos. Um, our engineers are working on it. And for companies that I've worked with before, I know exactly what that means. They got into Slack, they messaged the engineer or they put it in JIRA and the engineer said, yep, know about it, That's not on the priority list, we'll fix it eventually. And it, it goes to the bottom of your ticket list. Anyway, I did that like two weeks ago. Uh, there was an update to Anchor yesterday. The wow. bug is fixed. They completely redone the toolbar. It's, it just works. I did not expect that at all. I. And this might have already been in the pipeline or I I don't know, but Mm -hmm. the timeliness is very impressive. Like I'm just very impressed with that. So you go edit another podcast with anchor. So hopefully, hopefully, Everything works out good, and we don't have any helicopters flying <laughs> by this time. That's and,
0: awesome. That talks about good. a a team that was yeah. on top of it, you know. Because at the same time, you you say that this is you know something you expected <laughs> to be fixed, you know, a few weeks from now, or you know, possibly never. That is a pretty you know, that's a that's a breaking issue. Like if you can't use the app out of the way it's intended, like that's pretty that's pretty bad.
1: Yeah, that's kind of why I even brought it up. If it was something else, I never would have emailed it, but. When you can edit it, and I was able to recreate it, and I knew exactly what was happening, I thought if you know there was any chance of them getting a bug report that could be fixed with this much detail and just like spoon feeding them exactly what the issue is, that it would be done. Um, so I, I w- was hoping that this would get fixed, but yeah, didn't mm. didn't have high hopes. That's, and that's, they, that's they impressive. delivered. That makes me feel better. Okay, so um, tell me about your your Proton story. Yes, so I switched yes. to Fastmail. Famously, I did. Recently, you switched to. to Um, I don't remember exactly what it it. was
0: that made me bite the bullet, but I remember. I mean, because like, like we kind of talked about. It's been a couple weeks since we've recorded, just with you know, baby, and just being just you know, getting super caught up with life and whatnot. So I, I mean, I believe I switched two or three weeks ago, and. It was, I don't remember exactly what made me decide I just need to finally do it. I just did. And the first thing that I realized was, actually, I'll tell you exactly how many emails I have inside of my Gmail account, because my, I think the, the, the issue was that my inbox was getting out of hand. I had 4,078 unread emails.
1: It's absolutely nothing. Honestly, that's nothing, though. I was working on an email client, and it was very common for me to see people with 50,000 plus emails. And it's like, you're breaking my indicator. I didn't make it go to that many digits. So Why that, just check your email.
0: Here's my problem is that I have multiple archives inside of this Gmail. So I have one that has 10,000. I have another one that's 24,000. I have another one that's two, uh, uh 20, 20, oh. Um, and it goes back all the way to 2014. So there was a lot of email in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and though I may just eventually I would get fed up. I'd be like, I'm going to start I'm going to start inbox zeroing this. And what I would do is I would just archive my entire inbox and start fresh. And I would just say this is pre February 2020. That's what created my archives. Oh, that's yes, what created I would do this archives. because I wanted so to start do doing inbox down. zero or something similar to it. And just I, this is, we're, we're talking about since 2014. I've I've tried doing this, I would try and turn over a new leaf every few months. And, you know, it would the numbers would just end up climbing again. And so I was at four thousand seventy eight and I was like, all right, I want to switch over to ProtonMail anyway. Uh, I, I believe I read something about it, it, it was something about Google doing more of their you know what they do best. And that is just look at not look at what you're doing. But, you know, they're they're sneaky. They're not very they're not exactly getting the best privacy when you're talking <laughs> about Google. So I decided to give Proton a shot, switched over. I now have 15 emails in my inbox. And I think that, you know, I love Proton. I love what they stand for. I love the privacy that you get. But for me, it's also been a fresh start. I've been able to unsubscribe from so yeah. many things. I probably unsubscribe from 15 emails, like email subscriptions every day. Um, and I'm just going through, anytime I see okay. an email, I'm like, do I want to be emailed about like, the, do I actually care? And then I'll just go and unsubscribe.
1: Well, I've been I've been signing you up for like <laughs> yeah, you up up like your game <laughs> ten a day. So I need a, to, I need up it. Yeah, I've just been going into what is it GNC you some, some supplements. Sign you up for some so, supplements. Yeah, so, so, so it's nice
0: stuff. to have an inbox where I'm not getting you know almost hundred emails a day. Now I'm getting about twenty, and I go through them yeah. fairly quickly. And it's also very nice to be able to look at your inbox and see, okay, what, what here is actually, you know, important? What do I care about? And it just takes care of so much mental clutter, you know, I'm paying, I believe it's $5 a month.
1: So you have this, I don't know, this feeling that you're paying for it. So you're going to get the service. Whereas like Gmail is free. So you, you have it, but is it really yours? I guess. Is it mm-hmm. why, why are you getting it for free with Gmail? So yeah yes, I, I always definitely. feel better and sleep better if I'm So
0: that is kind of my proton mail story. So far, I'm really liking it. I ended up using I'm using their beta version though. Um, yes, I'm using the beta version for a couple of reasons.: Oh so when you use the beta version, you also get contacts and their calendar, um, whereas old proton you know, is okay. just email. so they're working on contacts, they're working on calendars, all that stuff, and it works very well, and there's also dark mode. With the be- in the beta version, and it's incredibly stable. I have no issues with nice. it. They say it's beta, but it's you know their most stable release of said beta. Um, so it's it's pretty solid. I I really like it. So highly recommend Proton Mail. Five dollars a month. Very very private. Servers are hosted in the Swiss Alps. It's good stuff. But I've also had some other things happen awesome, in regards to my digital life, um, and that is I am really trying to cut yeah. down on my social media. So I think you and I discussed this a little bit on past podcasts. And again, listeners, if you've if you've heard this from one of the two episodes that we haven't gotten around to editing yet, I do apologize, but I've deleted the Facebook app off of my phone Uh, and I check Facebook and and there may be a link someone sends me once every two weeks and I check it on my desktop and that's it. Um, And I did this for a few reasons. For one, again. Facebook is not a company that cares at all about your privacy. And when I do use Facebook, I'm using Firefox, I'm using one thing that we've talked about, something that's been my pick of the week before, which is the Facebook container, which essentially keeps Facebook from overreaching its bounds. It keeps it from attaching cookies to your browser that would identify you across the internet. Um, so I've done that for the privacy reasons, but I've also done it because I noticed that I would wake up in the morning. For you know, it, it's interesting, I was a person who, did not like Facebook at all. I Mm -hmm. talked about it on the podcast for 28-something episodes. Probably, well, at this point, 30-something episodes about how Facebook violates your privacy. And yet, I was on Facebook all the time. You know, it sucked me in. I would wake up in the morning. First thing I would do before anything else, I would check Facebook. And I was just like, all right, well, a couple things. Facebook is feeding me the information that they want me to see. And also, I'm getting everybody else's opinion that... Honestly, half the time, over half the time, I, I don't really care about. People are just outraged and people will find things to be outraged about all the time. Um and so sure. I was just I, I was just kind of tired of seeing it. I was and I I was questioning why I was allowing other people and other I, you know other people's thoughts to take up my brain space when there are much better ways to spend your first 10 minutes in the morning. I got rid of it. No more. I also oh, deleted yeah. TikTok because that's you know terrible and I hate it. But people kept sending me videos now I just don't care. <laughs> um, and pretty much everything else, I even deleted Twitter. Like I, I haven't yeah. spent any time on Twitter y- anymore. Like the only two that I still keep around are Instagram, yeah. which eventually I will probably phase out as well. But there's too many you know family members that you know I do I do want to see the pictures. You know, like that's why I was on Facebook to begin with is I wanted the pictures. Um, you know, of my little niece and you know my my brothers and sisters and my friends, like posting pictures, like that's what that's what Facebook was. So in a way, Instagram is almost like the old Facebook to me. Um, I keep Reddit around because I do enjoy Reddit. It's very much a a thinking social network. It's a you know mostly written word. So it's it's and you can also subscribe to the topics that you do care about. You know, imagine a Facebook where. You know, you, you didn't have to, you know, read about Karen's rant about what happened to her in Home Depot, you know, <laughs> unless you want to, because if you do, you can.
1: <laughs> I think Reddit yes. is like the modern day forum. All of we used to have PHP BB and V Bulletin and all of these these different platforms. And everybody there was a, a yeah. Oklahoma Jeep forum and there was a Colorado Springs uh Star Trek enthusiast forum and all these specific places. Well, now they're just, you know, they're Mm -hmm. just on Reddit. They're their own little little subreddit, and it's nice to be able to go to one spot to get everything. But what I'm also seeing on Reddit is anything that you think is funny on Facebook. Like if you're on Facebook and you're scrolling and you suddenly hit a video or a picture and it's just the funniest thing you've ever seen. That's
0: so true. it,
1: It was on Reddit two weeks ago. So if you want. Reddit. You want to be up to date on your memes? Reddit's the place to go. But on Reddit, will also suck you in, and you'll be scrolling through oh, stuff yeah. is just yeah. yeah spend, don't get me wrong; spend, like when I deleted Facebook, time, you
0: know, which was the number one app used on my phone, Reddit took over. But it doesn't; it's not something that I'm like looking at first thing in the morning.
1: Are you trying to get like little? Little bites of content or little dopamine fixes throughout oh, the day, yes. and that's why you would immediately 100%, open up your phone because I want Facebook open it and scroll and
0: see what notifications did I have? Yeah. Because oh look, there's a badge. My Facebook icon has a five on it. What is that? You know, and so I'd go and check. And generally, it was nothing important. It was never anything important, right? Um, and then yeah, just just scroll and see what these you know acquaintances of mine, you know, what's going on with them this Wednesday afternoon, you know. That's generally what it was.
1: You said something interesting yes. there. These acquaintances of mine. So you'll, you'll be sitting there in the same room with family members. Everybody's on their phone. They're all looking at what their acquaintances are doing. They're not talking nope. to each other. They're not making new memories. You're just looking at what other people have done. And then when someone asks you a question or something, you'll try to get to a, a spot where you can pause. You'll engage. You'll talk. But the entire time you're thinking, I need to finish reading that, or I need to keep keep scrolling. And so, as soon as they're done talking, phones up immediately, and you're back to scrolling. And so, you you kind of have the stigma now, like if you if you're with a group of friends or family family members, and everybody has their phone up, right? The phone's now like a bad guy kind of, and, or looked yeah. down upon. I'm wondering about books. So and I have a reason to this rant. If I do the same thing with a book, like if you and I are in the in the living room together and I'm reading a book and you, you say something to me and I take the book and I, you see me do it. I will put the book on my, you know, lean it down or put it on the table or something, but you see that it's still open. We engage, we do our thing. And then I, I take the book up and continue reading. For some mm-hmm. reason, this is typically okay. If I'm reading an ebook on my phone, it's not on Facebook, it's just in the books app or Kindle app. And I do the same gestures, you think I'm, you, I don't know, you, yeah. you, you feel like I'm blowing you off more than if I just had a book, even though it's the same book, potentially. And I think that's because the mm-hmm. phone is a gateway to more things than just the book. But I, I still don't understand why a book is more socially acceptable than any type of screen or, or video. Like, because you've, hear, you've heard the term forever, like the TV's going to rot your brain and turn off the TV and quit mm-hmm. close so close to the TV. Go read a book. What is it about the book hmm. that makes it more honest?
0: That, that is a screen? very good question. I'm not really sure, and I think it also depends on the family culture that you grow up in. Because there are some you know, know families where they'll say, "Hey, get stop reading that book. Go play outside." You know,
1: it, that's true. That's absolutely true. Because we have this thing right now with the girls where screen time is a big thing. Like my daughters want to get on their their screens and play their things. You'll try to get them to do something else, and they won't want to do it because they're so involved or maybe they quit responding to you Mm -hmm. because they're so zoned in on whatever they're doing. And is it that behavior and, and because you're not dropping everything and immediately, you know, answering mom or an authority figure that gives those media devices a bad rap. I don't know. I mean, the, the screen I have, I potentially have more access than I've ever had in history than any book ever printed could contain or any newspaper I have this. It's so powerful, <laughs> but in reality, yeah. I think we all know that you're just on Reddit. I think there's a stigma memes.
0: and you know, so maybe that's it, is it that, that most people assume that, Oh, you're just ta- You're either talking to other friends when you should be hanging out with family or you're just looking at memes or you're watching stupid videos or you're playing, right. you know, a game just to pass the time. I think there is that stigma. The, aside from stigma, thinking sure. more about like re- the reality of it, Screens offer so many more dopamine hits per hour than a book does. Like I look at my 10 mm-hmm. day old daughter, you know, and if mama lets her lay down on the couch and she can see the screen like the TV, her eyes are glued. She doesn't look away. Yeah. She's just like enamored by yeah. this screen. She doesn't even know what's going on. She's still getting dopamine hits. You know, there's bright colors, there's sounds. There's you know, new experiences that she's living through this TV screen yeah. that no 10 year old has ever had in history, you know, 10 day old, not 10 year old, 10 day old. That same 10 day old would not get any sort of interest out of a book. She wouldn't see anything. There's no dopamine hit. So I think there is right, a right, right. You know, yes, there's the stigma, but then also the reality that in a way it takes more intelligence to read the book and not be distracted than it does to sit on the couch with the phone
1: when i'm watching a movie it's the pace is set for me and it it progresses and i'm not continuing and forcing myself to focus on it it's it's kind of i guess it's more passive and i feel the book is more active i'm reading ahead and trying to understand and comprehend things as they're happening so maybe is it active versus passive I think, media consumption? I, I think that, has that the makes sense.
0: I think the killer and combo the hmm. which still has the stigma though is video games because you're doing
1: both. Yeah, that's true. I'm also wondering about virtual reality or augmented reality because that it, it's going to have a terrible stigma. But like I could give you a virtual experience of the pyramids and you it could be very educational and you could actually see some amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's you know some great use cases with it. But I also know that you're going to be, you're going to put it on and look at memes, and <laughs> it's the same type of stuff you're looking at now. And I think that the virtual mm-hmm. reality is going kind to of have a much worse stigma mm-hmm. than video because games. Because then it's or not just you ever know, had.
0: you're sitting on the couch, you know, looking at memes to pass the time, or a video game addict who does nothing but sit in front of his, you know, computer playing video games. Now you're literally leaving reality. <laughs> you know? The yeah. other
1: people in the room don't. You're not there. They can't even interact it's, it's with it It's escapism you to a there. whole new level. Yeah. Slippery slope. Escapism. Hmm. The other thing I've been thinking about is, like on a book, I can't just pick up, because I was mentioning earlier, like, if you have these little breaks throughout the day and you'll grab your phone and you'll look at a couple pictures or something on Facebook and scroll, at any point you could put it down. But with a book, in order to get there, you have to start reading, and then you you stop and you think about where you were before, and and you continue reading, and you're mm-hmm. you're piecing together what you did in your last session. And if your session is very short, it's almost worthless to be reading a book. You can't inter- interrupt me every thirty seconds if I'm reading a book. I'll never read anything. I I need longer periods of of focus and attention to read that book. Wow. So sometimes you'll see this with like a TV show or a movie. Like you can't just jump into Friends season right. four. 18 minutes in and really know what's happening. You need a, a little bit to get context.
0: Yeah, you really don't. But with, with Reddit yeah. and Facebook, I feel like so much it of it, out.
1: you can just jump in. So much of it is based off of information. You, you, you think already know. Half the, the reason streams.
0: memes yeah. are funny is because they're based off of something in reality that you've experienced. And so it just like calls back to yes. those things and exposes the humor in them. Or, you know, there's something something that's going on in the news or whatever. Yeah, it, these things are very interesting. And you know, I did use that term escapism and part of me does wonder like how why do we as humans prefer living in a virtual world sometimes as opposed to reality? Like maybe that's obviously that's a very very big question and introduces a lot of human problems. <laughs> but it's it's worth thinking about like is is you know like why why do we do this?
1: You mentioned escapism and that makes me think that Is it like, do we want to explore? And now I'm coming back to that SpaceX mission that just happened where we, uh, where SpaceX sent two astronauts to the International Space Station on a privately Mm -hmm. um, operated and funded ship and went all the way from the ground to they were docked and they're in there now. That's never been done before with a private enterprise. It's always been funded by a government with huge budgets. And this one is now obtainable by just, like, a team of people. So, it's, huge yeah, breakthrough. It's,
0: it's, it's wild. Like, we do, we do have the desire to explore, you know? Um, and I watched that, and, oh, man, it, it, hit me, it hit me right in the feels, as they say. Because I remember, I think it was STS-134 and STS-135, the last two space shuttle missions, back in 2011. They were, like, a month apart. It was um, Endeavor and Atlantis. Yes. And I remember watching those take off, man, the last two missions. And even got up in the middle of the night. I think it was two or three in the morning with my little sister. Because we figured out what the trajectory was on NASA's website. And we watched them fly over. Yes. Because, like, you could, oh, you could uh, see it. You could uh, see the, the Endeavor. Wow. And then you could see the ISS. You know, they were, like, um, they were rendezvousing with each other and so you could see them like right there. It was it was fascinating. And then the next night we went out there and we saw just the ISS oh, because it had docked.
1: Okay. It,
0: it was it was so much that's, fun. And I mean still so someday cool. I want to, you know, get a I think I would need an HF um I think I think the general classification of a ham radio license cuz you can you can talk to them. You can, with a ham radio you can talk to the astronauts on yes. the ISS.
1: Well, and that's another thing too is Like the the amateur radio, you're able to do some amazing things. But what's changed since Apollo 11 till to now is internet. Like I was watching the 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 SpaceX launch, and I was watching it on YouTube. I was watching live video feeds from multiple angles, including inside the capsule, live in HD. Like that is that's incredible. Never. and then, what did you think about the uh, the first
0: stage yeah. of the rocket coming back down and landing upright?
1: Oh yeah, that's <laughs> just like <laughs> that alone is impressive. But you're mixing that with all of the other things that happened. Like I was just sitting back thinking, oh, yeah. Elon Musk, like you just yeah. got to be patting yourself on the back right now. But then I saw stage two, and stage two um, broke off while they were in orbit, mm-hmm. but it didn't go due to it. You know, the automatic landing. So I started wondering, like. Is that just going to burn? Yeah, I'm not sure. Atmosphere? I wonder the Isn't same that, thing. Like, I wonder space w- debris out
0: there? what happens to that second stage. I'm sure the answer is out there. We, we just need to look it up. But I'm, yeah. Yeah, man. The space is cool. Yeah. I'm so excited to see this happening again.
1: Oh, yeah. With all this other stuff happening, it was it was just a nice thing to, to see. Mm-hmm. It was just wholesome and was uniting. I was watching a video of uh, the two astronauts when they first got out of the capsule and they were entering the ISS and they were greeted and mm-hmm. just the genuine hugs that they all gave each other was just, It gave me like the, the tingly feeling like the hair in your arm stands up and like, yes. I know a movie's good if I get that feeling in the movie and typically the the soundtrack will do it for me. Like in Avengers when uh, the, the most recent one, whenever like everybody starts to show up or, uh, I got the feeling in what was the, the most recent Star Wars movie when Lando comes in and he's you know there's just thousands of ships behind him and they all they all come in like mm-hmm. I get that feeling of of unity and success and pride and and if a movie or if the movie is oh, super yeah. emotional like if I get that feeling I know that they're gonna win awards <laughs> but I got that feeling with this hug um, and I just felt like they genuinely mm-hmm. it just felt yep, good I it definitely felt, felt that. American, <laughs> but speaking of American, um, tell me more about this set oh. of computers. That um, the Falcon, so I actually found this uh, out from a, a,
0: um, a Stack Overflow post that you posted this morning. Um, and I'm gonna have to, I, I, I probably won't get the details right, but it's pretty interesting because the Falcon 9 basically, its operating system It is written in C and C and it runs on a, a, a head okay, so the computers. There's three computers on it, three different processors, and each one runs its own instance of Linux. And then apparently, I don't know how, I don't know how this works. It's very interesting. When the Falcon receives a command for that something pertinent to the mission, when something needs to happen, I guess like when they engage boosters or, you know, when they need, yeah, or they need to set a trajectory or something like that, Sure,
1: Turn a left. command, is Adjusted. executed against yeah. these
0: three, three machines. And apparently it spits out a command to the rest of the spacecraft, but each computer comes up with a command. And then after those commands are generated, another computer, I think like the command module computer, I assume, not really sure. Yes.
1: This, this last computer oh. that you're talking about that they all go to is shielded against radiation. It's a much slower computer but it's hardened. These these faster computers, these three, they're very mm-hmm. very fast, and they're like ones we could buy off the shelf almost. That surely they're not, but they're they're like that. The same architecture, the same designs and stuff. But they're not right um, secured for radiation, and so that's why they need the three. If something hits it and flips one of the ones to a zero or vice versa, it can throw your math off. It's like doing homework and then w- while you're figuring out the problem, writing it out, right, somebody exactly. comes up behind you and changes the, the original numbers that you started with. And so, and so, yes, so these three happen. computers, so a command three, is sent okay,
0: to, to, to these computers to, to generate a, basically some sort of command string to give to this other slower computer. But this slower computer, before it executes any of these strings, it will only execute one. It compares them to make sure that they all generated the same string, because if not, then one of these things is dirty. Something's wrong with them. And then apparently from there, it has other, right. permit, okay, well, right. if two of one of these is wrong, like, do I go with these two? Is this, is this right? There's some, some logic in there for it to ensure that, you know, it, it can go with these two and it trusts them. Uh, it's fascinating engineering that they put into this thing.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, uh, much more complicated than right. it would need to be, but they're getting around this radiation problem. And you've always heard the story of like the the phone in your pocket's more powerful than the the ship that took us to the moon, and it is. But the mm-hmm. you know that ship was protected against radiation. Everything was much bigger, and and they had like memory that was woven into things, and it's just much different technology, but much more hardened. Whereas mm-hmm. your phone, you take that into space, who knows what will happen? Just you be get a, a yeah. sun flare and just. Yeah. Just things stop working. There's
0: too many questions. It's funny. In a way, we've become more and more technologically advanced, but there's so many more points of failure. <laughs> yeah. It's a fragile ecosystem. One thing dies, like we're, that's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, whereas those Apollo ships, you know, they, they were built, they were just built different. I don't know how else to say it. There was. You know, and, and yet they even had redundancy up there, too. Like almost every system had a backup. So I actually have two picks like of the this. week. One of them is a right, onesie you week? that you sent me, sir. Um, it is called the Love to Dream Swaddle. And yes. my baby loves to be swaddled. And the thing is, when it's two in the morning and you're tired, baby's hungry, baby has a dirty diaper. <laughs> you change the dirty <laughs> diaper. You probably stumble through it. Maybe you accidentally stick a finger in it. You never know. You don't want you don't want to then have to re-swaddle this baby with that crazy swaddle that they have you in, you know, when you're at the hospital, because there's like a technique to it. It's like ninja swaddling, but they're too fast. You can't actually see how they're doing it. But somehow they're doing it Um, and it's perfect, (laughs) but you can't recreate it somehow. Well, this basically does the same thing. You just slide baby in, (laughs) zip her up and she's good to go. It's like the difference between addition and calculus. Yeah. You you know, it's, you just put okay. baby and zip it up, you're good to go. She's happy, you're happy, you go back to bed. <laughs> Doesn't get much better than that.
1: It's tight yes. enough in the right spots, but also. Right, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really cool. not expensive
0: at all. And not expensive um, either. It's like my second box. pick is a blog post by DuckDuckGo um, called How to Live Without Google, Alternatives That Protect Your Privacy. Yes. And they go through um, pretty much each service from Google, from search to Maps, operating systems, browsers, Hangouts, like Hangouts alternatives, Google Analytics alternatives, all these different things, and they give you alternatives that are, you know, either free or, you know, you know, paid, paid options um, that are all very you know, concerned with and protect your privacy. It's pretty thorough. My only qualm with it is that it's YouTube alternative is Vimeo, which is not gonna help at all. Um, so, and even no. prefaces it says no. that for videos that are only no. on YouTube, which unfortunately is a lot, you can search for them on DuckDuckGo for better privacy. How does how to live without Google alternatives that protect yeah. your privacy from DuckDuckGo um, and the what is it called one more time? The love to dream swaddle.
1: My pick of the week is uh, I got the, the new iPad several weeks ago, but I finally got the new keyboard and <laughs> the uh the magic keyboard perfect, for the iPad. It? TJ. The this is uh it is. Like this is the best they don't call it magic for nothing. keyboard. It changes my iPad. Completely changes it. It like I almost never take the iPad out of it. I can at any time. So sometimes I want to sit and read or something, so I'll pull it out. But I am using my iPad so much more, so much more than I was before. And it's all because of this this trackpad. So, for example, uh, when I first got it, I've I've always had this test with with Megan. It's uh, the Shutterfly test. So the Shutterfly – Shutterfly is an app and a a service that lets you get books printed and calendars printed and just – you could take your family photos and you could create something nice. And the website was using the flash in the past. And now I think it's HTML five, but it's never worked on the iPad or it, it's clunky, or they might mm. just like detect that you're on an iPad and, and give you a page that says download our app. So, okay, cool. You can, you can do some amazing apps for uh, like a, like a photo book or something on, on an, I, on an iPad, you have multi-touch, you have all these things at your disposal their apps are terrible. Like You can never... Oh, I I say terrible. They're all like templates. So on the web app, if you're using Chrome or or Safari or something, I can drag a picture and rotate it and do whatever I want. On the the app, it's like here are three sockets that you can put photos. And then here are three different page styles. One of them has a picture across the top and two on the sides. So you fill those in with your pictures. But that's pretty much all the customization Mm -hmm. you can do while the the website would let you do anything you wanted. And this has always been like my my test if uh, and that's one there's only like two things that mega ever uses ever uses her computer for, everything else she can do on the iPad. But one of them was shutterfly. And so I <laughs> I got the new keyboard. I installed Jump Desktop, which is like a remote desktop program, so I could I had my Mac running, but it was in clamshell mode, it was closed. And I so I had the Mac interface loaded on the iPad and in full screen I had Shutterfly in Safari or Chrome or something. And then the, the because jump desktop is, is optimized for the trackpad, the mouse just works like it would on the Mac. Right clicking will work, clicking, dragging and dropping, everything works. So I had her I had her sit down and try doing something with Shutterfly. And she said like this is really good. This is they fixed it. This does everything. And then I don't know, 10 minutes later, she realizes that that wasn't iPad, that was a Mac that she was on. But in the moment, the speed of the remote desktop and the performance was so good that you didn't know that you weren't on um, an actual computer. Like you think that the, the iPad that you're holding is the computer. And so that's what one of the things that did it for me was I can't, I now have. Nothing holding me That's back. Awesome, man.
0: This website still not work in mobile Safari then?
1: Oh wow, they are so so. That specific site did not at the time of the test, but I've been trying other sites lately. Yeah. like the other day I needed to change the credit card number on an AWS account, and I had the credit card number in one password, and I was on the browser, and I needed to do several things. And if you've tried to do that in in Safari on an iPad before, like you can do it, but you got to like long press to paste and select text and all of these things are, they're doable, but they always feel Hmm. clunky and slow. Well, no, I was able to do it with the iPad, with the trackpad. No problem. Just grab the text, copied it, move it, you know, command C, command V, move it over, paste it, make my changes. I did not feel slowed down or, um, I, I didn't feel like I was sacrificing anything, like I have in the past. Because in the past, I feel like the iPad will let you do anything, but you had like one hand tied behind your mm-hmm. back or something. Like it was just a little bit more painful to do things. But this just feels so good, and the I'm getting better with the gestures, flying between apps. Yeah, it's it, and it's fun. I think that's the biggest part, TJ. It's just fun. The machine doesn't get hot. Like you can sit on your lap, and because the Magic Keyboard doesn't have a battery in it or anything. It's just using power from the the screen. The the base of the machine is never hot. In fact, the the iPad's not hot. The battery life lasts all day. Um, The screen is so good. I look at my other screens and they just don't compare. They're not 120 Hertz with just this crisp retina, (laughs) uh, really good colors. It's just fun. I've been watching the Apple executives in their presentations and the things that they say in, in interviews. I think with all of my heart that iPad iPhone, that's their future. Mm-hmm. Like they will say the Mac is, you know, this Mac's not going anywhere and you know, that they're still committed to the Mac. And I believe that they are, but I also don't believe that they're you know innovating and really their hearts not in it, not in it anymore. I think their heart is in uh, the, the mobile devices for money reasons, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's new. Yeah, there's new puzzles to solve. So you know, I don't blame them at all, and I I mean, encourage it. But um, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Yeah, I'm man. just anxious to see what happens in the next. All right. Next ten years. Let's let's wrap it up. <laughs> I uh I still haven't found the watch.
0: Hashtag the cowboy. Good night, man.